Well, hello, I'm Kate. And I'm Allison, and we are the Itty Bitty Wedding Committee. Sorry if I was supposed to say that with you. We'll totally oh, figure no. this out. Totally fine. I just felt it organic to just say it. There we go. So, all right. I, I have to tell you, before we begin, this happened in between our two calls. While I, I was taking a bathroom break? During your bathroom break, a lot went down. Oh, my God. <laughs> and... I, I'm so glad I love my mom so much because otherwise I would probably be furious with her right now. I got an oops text from her because she recently got her Facebook hacked. And I'm putting hacked in quotes because who knows what really happened. But no, it turns out she took her computer to the computer store expert people and mm-hmm. they said, oh yeah, your your desktop and your email did get hacked. So she decided this is a good time to let me know that she has my social security number all over those things. Why would she have that? Why would she have that? Why? Why? So, okay, PSA, if you are listening and you have parents who presumably have access to your very personal information, just do a quick security check with them. Make sure they're not doing what my mom just did. Oh my goodness. No, my parents dumped all of my important documents on me when I was like 24. They're like, here, you're old enough to like handle your own shit. And I was like, oh, thanks. Seriously, that blows my mind. I have had my own birth certificate, my own social security card since I was 18. You know, Mm -hmm. I I don't know why she even has this. She's probably just trying to be prepared just in case. Apparently. Yeah. So thanks, mom. Thank you. (laughs) If you're listening. So I hope she listens. I I think she will. She's a very sweet mom despite her bizarre technological shortcomings. <laughs> so do you want to get into today's episode? Yeah, so today I'm super excited. I feel like this is something that we're both excited to talk about. Um, So today we're going to be talking about wedding faux pas um, and basically what not to do um as a wedding guest a wedding guest Mm -hmm. um and before we start we are not we don't want this to come off as a rant although it might sound a little bit ranty because obviously when we're in the trenches of you know doing our jobs we see all kinds of crazy things um so forgive us if we sound a little bit ranty um but this is really just to give people insight um, into just some of the things that we see and then um, make sure that people are aware um, when they're attending weddings and also um, things for couples um, when they're hosting their weddings to keep an eye out for. Yeah, so definitely I'm not going to, even though it might sound like you said, like I'm ranting, I'm really going to try my best uh, to make sure that I'm not specifically calling anybody out. That's just something mm-hmm. I do in my day to day. I'm not going to go ahead and bash real people. I'm not going to talk about specifics. I'm not going to give identifying information. So please don't think this is about you or something that happened at your wedding, unless it's something that is very obviously one particular example, in which case I'm still not bashing your guests. I'm just yes. telling a story here. This happens. We all go through (laughs) it. I have probably been a bad wedding guest myself at some points. So, you know, it happens. Alcohol happens. And we're just just trying to head some of this off and see some of these uh, not so fun trends that we notice so that we can hopefully help you do better the next time you're a wedding guest. Exactly. Um, Do you want to start? 
Yeah, definitely. So one of the big ones that I see, and it, it just personally can drive me a little bit crazy, is getting in the photographer and the videographer's way. Yes. It is not great. Please don't do it. So what yeah. that what that means isn't just have the enough spatial awareness and enough situal, situational awareness to not for example, jump in front of them right before the first kiss. But just in general, you might think you're doing something that isn't a problem and it still could be. So if you are holding up your iPad or holding up a phone during that walk down the aisle, that's going to show up in those professional photos. And there could Mm -hmm. be an otherwise beautiful, perfect picture. Do you really want to be that person in that beautiful, perfect picture who's standing with a massive iPad just bam, that's right there in the background forever. Does not don't look be, good. Don't be that person. And they'll don't know it was you. They will know it was you. There is photo evidence of what you did. Yeah, and it's like save, especially the ceremony. Like the ceremony is supposed to be, you know, a very, you know, beautiful, sacred moment, very special, you know, for the couple. Um, And, you know, they're investing a lot of money into, you know, these vendors that they're trusting to capture that moment. Um, And so it's like, they're going to be mad at you. (laughs) Right, right. They see your iPad and your giant phone in their, you know, wedding video or like in their photography. Um, So just even like, even if the wedding is not unplugged, um, which means like the couple is specifically asking their guests to not have, you know, uh, phones and cameras um, during a certain point during the wedding, even if it's not unplugged, like just, just don't do it. Like you'll have your opportunity to get your photo ops and your, you know, and your pictures and your videos after, you know, you know, later on in that evening. So just don't do it. Just don't do it. A lot of the time too, when the couple is booking these creative wedding vendors like photo and video, they are signing a clause that says they're going to be the only photographer and videographer there. And of course, these vendors know that you still might have some uncle who decided he wanted to capture enough photos for his own wedding album. But (laughs) still, just try to be respectful. There's a reason that vendors do that. And it's because they really want the opportunity to get the best shot. And they really want the opportunity to do the best work for their client. And this is their special day. So even though it's tempting to get the picture and you want to put it on Instagram and Facebook, just keep in mind what it's all about. Keep it in perspective and just do try to take a backseat and let the event happen. Exactly. Um, And kind of piggybacking on just letting the event happen. um, A lot of most of the time, uh, wedding guests don't understand that, you know, everything is timed. There is a schedule, there is an agenda, there is an itinerary, and it's very time sensitive. So, you know, just be respectful of that. You know, I know guests get excited, like when they see the couple and they want to like grab them and like take pictures with them, you know, during the cocktail hour and all those other kinds of things. Um, And, you know, just be cognizant of the fact that the couple might be on a schedule, you know, with folks photos or you know, they might only have you know a 30 to 45 minute window and they have to squeeze you know family photos wedding party photos and photos of just the two of them within that time frame so you know try to just be respectful of that and try not to take it personal like if the couple can't you know devote their attention to you at that moment in time um because that's yeah. something that I've definitely seen where it's like an excited like aunt who wants to like take her own pictures like after the ceremony and like the couple has to you know 
go off site because they have to do their photos within that cocktail hour time. And yeah, I think that's a good point. So it's not that we're saying don't talk to the couple, don't interact mm-hmm. with the couple, please do. This is about their community. It's about their family and their people. But just keep in mind if the couple only has 30 seconds to visit with you, or maybe they say, you know what, I'm sorry, I'll come back to you later. They're not trying to be jerks. They're vendors who are telling them to go where they need to go aren't trying to be jerks either. We're all in this to do a job that means we're getting the overall best experience and the best event for the couple and for the hosts. So maybe their parents, and maybe it's very important that we get these certain pictures that a lot of thought has gone into at a specific time. So whatever the reasons behind it, nobody's trying to be rude. Everyone just really wants the couple to be super happy with the final product of their day, which is those memories and those images. Exactly. Um, And just kind of keeping with the same lane of vendors. um, So music, Uh, DJs. Can I cut you off? Can I cut you off real quick? So Mm -hmm. just going back before we get into the music. uh, Okay. One other thing is just those other pictures that guests might take. Mm -hmm. So I would just recommend if you are a wedding guest, be super mindful that maybe the couple doesn't want a lot of pictures out there. And even if they do, they might not want them on social media right away. So Mm -hmm. Think twice if they haven't shared a hashtag, especially, and they haven't encouraged you to share on social media. Think twice about live posting the event. First of all, maybe the couple doesn't want those pictures out there right away. Maybe they don't want to be tagged in them right away. But also, it can be a bit of an issue once you're geotagging the venue if you're letting everyone out there on the internet know that this event with a card box is happening in real time. Crashers, thankfully, aren't much of a thing, but just be cognizant of that if you're putting yeah. information out into the world. Yeah, and another thing, too, just to kind of, um, that popped in my mind while you were saying that, Kate, is if you are part of, if you're a wedding attendant, so if you're in, you know, the bridal party or, you know, what have you, that kind of, that still kind of applies. I know, like, when everyone's getting ready and having a good time, like, you know, you're going to want to, like, take a selfie and things like that, but just keep in mind that, you know, your friend might not want people to see them until the actual ceremony. So, you know, hold off on sharing those, you know, photos when you guys are getting ready and things mm-hmm. like that until, yeah. you know, a week or two after the wedding or something like that. Or maybe just ask and just say, hey, like, you know, I took this selfie or I took, you know, a couple of photos while we were getting ready. Like, can I post them right now or do you want me to wait? Like, that's totally fine for you to ask that too, just so that you're not, um, stepping on any toes with the photos. That's a really good point. That's awesome, especially when we're talking about this tradition where a lot of the time a bride won't want to be seen before the ceremony. Mm-hmm. Just stay away from that whole thing. Don't post the bride before the ceremony. That's a good exactly. rule of thumb. Like, just don't do it. <laughs> I know. And really, you're probably listening going, oh, I would, I would never do that. Of course. Why are they saying this? We've seen it happen. That's why we're yeah. saying it. You would be surprised. And, and most of the time, like, it's not because you know, there's no malicious intent. Like, it's just people are excited. And so like, when people get excited, they don't think about it. So Mm -hmm. we're just telling you to think about it. (laughs) Yep. Yep. So, okay, Allison, sorry, I cut you off before. What were you saying? So staying kind of within the theme of vendors. So another thing that we both have seen a lot is um, certain things that arise with the DJ. Mm -hmm. So first and foremost, This DJ, just like all the other vendors involved in the day, is a hired professional. You know, you're not, this isn't like a DJ at a club or a bar. Like, this is a DJ that has been hired to provide the music and also sometimes 
you know, be part of managing the flow of the evening. So the request, like, don't go up to the DJ asking for requests. Unless, unless they specifically say, like, we're going to take your request, which, like, I've, I've never seen that. Um, but, <laughs> like, don't have... I've like, shut don't, that. Yeah, don't I've shut that down. DJ. Yeah, I've actually shut it down. I've had couples say, oh, we, we want to have an open mic for toasts. We want to have the DJ take requests. No, just don't, don't do it. Don't do it. It's a bad idea for any number of reasons, but truly, let the DJ, and we say DJ, we also mean band leader if you have a live band, they are doing a job where they're not just playing particular songs, maybe even that the couple said they like, but they're really reading the crowd and trying to get a good party and a good dance floor going. So mm -hmm. I personally think it's fine if one person once in a while wants to go up and say, oh, I love this song. Can we play this? You know, fine. You decided you really need to hear Kesha tonight. That's great. <laughs> That's great. Go ahead. Ask for Kesha. But just ask the one time. Don't bother the DJ. Make sure they're not in the middle of anything. So just be willing to wait if they can't talk to you. And just ask the one time. Don't keep coming back. And if they say no, that's a no. That's it. Just go off. Have a good time. Grab yourself a drink. Get on the dance floor and enjoy yourself. Right. I like what you said about the open, like the open mic for speeches. Um, anytime a couple tells me that they are thinking about doing that, I strongly gear them to not do that just because you can really, for one, you can really lose a lot of time with like your evening timing of with like dinner and like all the other things like first dance and other things that you might have planned when you're like, hey, everyone come up and say something. And then you realize it's been an hour and people are just droning on about God knows what. <laughs> and seriously, I, I just truly have never seen this go well. So I've never, never allowed, does. I've never allowed an open mic. That is how strongly I feel about this. That mm -hmm. said, sometimes it'll happen where the musicians know that they're not supposed to let anybody on the mic unless it's on the list and I cued it and we're good to go. But once in a while I get a vendor, you know, a band leader or a DJ who just doesn't really follow those kind of standard rules and says, oh, but they really wanted this or, oh, they, they're so-and-so's closest cousin. And I have literally never seen this go well. Yeah. Don't do it. Have your set list of people who are getting on the mic mm -hmm. and don't deviate from it because people think they are going to give a great toast when they've been drinking for several hours. Oh God. They're not. They're not. <laughs> Those impromptu toasts are going to get really weird really fast. Yeah. And like 99.9% .9 of the time, the speeches that are already been planned and accounted for are more than enough. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So just, just leave it to like those core um, speeches. I would not suggest doing open mic speeches because like Kate says, it never goes well. I have so, never seen, I've never seen it work out. I've never seen it be okay. So just don't do it. Yeah. If you're, if you're a guest, don't try to get on the mic unless somebody asked you to get on the mic. Otherwise leave it alone. Let the DJ do their thing. Uh, I have a really good example of this actually with the DJ. So I, I honestly kind of loved when this happened because it felt very, I don't know, it just felt so right that I saw all of this go down. But at mm -hmm. the same time, I, I felt bad for this guest because he was having a good time. He wasn't trying to be rude. He was just trying to have some fun. But he really risked something major at the event because he was being pretty pushy with the DJ. So I had noticed him before coming up, making lots of requests. The DJ was 
gently saying no. The couple said no requests. So that's another thing. Sometimes the couple is going to say, you can't take requests. Like, don't play them if they're not on this list. And that's fine. Let's respect that. So he came up. He was making a bunch of these requests. And the DJ was being polite. He was saying, no, I'm sorry, man. I can't do it. And that was that. But I was up there with the DJ. And we were very clearly in the middle of something. This is after dinner. We're clearly in the middle of something. He's trying to get something queued up. We're referring to our notes together. It's obvious something is going on. And if you're not intoxicated, you might notice that, oh, right, this is probably the time when the first dance is going to start. But this guest, who was a younger guy and maybe hadn't been to a lot of weddings, decided this was the time he really needed to have the DJ play some song that he decided he needed to hear. And he wouldn't leave. And the DJ kept saying, I'm sorry, we're working on something. And I said, too, I, we're right in the middle of something. Let's go back to this later. Mm -hmm. And he kept going to the point where, because the DJ was in the middle of actually saying something about starting the first dance, and then he started mm -hmm. to get involved again, the DJ had to uh, raise his voice at him a little bit to get yeah. him back off. But it got to that point because this guest was trying to make it his party and not being respectful of the fact that this is this couple's wedding, and right. they hired this person to do this job as a professional, and Every single vendor has had so many conversations with the couple behind the scenes before you get to the wedding day. Mm -hmm. So the couple has already communicated to the DJ and the DJ has communicated to them about what these standards are, what they will and won't do, what songs they want to play, what their taste is, what their preferences are. There's a lot that goes into this that you as a guest won't have heard of. So just be cool. Just be cool. Yeah. Like you said, Kate, like it's not your party. Be a guest. Just enjoy having been invited to this wonderful soiree of an event and just just be a guest like there's mm -hmm. no need for you to hassle any vendors or you know anything like just be a guest that's right. all you have to do right. I think too you know when you're being a guest there are some things you can do to be a responsible guest mm -hmm. even before the wedding starts so first things first refer to that wedding website. If you've been given a wedding website, use that as your first source. So if it's the week of the wedding, just keep in mind that the couple's dealing with a lot. Maybe even their parents are dealing with a lot. So if you can get whatever information that's possible from their invitation itself or their wedding website, or even someone else who has a little bit less of a role in the day, but might know what's going on, touch base with that person instead, because the couple and their very, very closest people are probably dealing with a lot of other stuff going on. And right. imagine what that would feel like if every guest decided to call them or text them the day before their wedding with a question about timing. It wouldn't feel great. So I wouldn't just, respond. I just, <laughs> well, they usually don't. Let's turn my phone off that day. So really just, you know, make sure you're keeping track of that wedding website. Don't lose the important information. Mm -hmm. And with attire too, if you're not sure about attire, I recommend dressing up more than you think you need to, not less. So right. unless you've specifically been told, sure, wear jeans to this wedding or something like that, at the very least, show up in cocktail attire. Don't assume that it's going to be casual just because maybe it's a wedding at a brewery or something like that. Just definitely dress up. I think it's a great way to show respect and to mm -hmm. really make sure that you're going to feel comfortable once you get there. Yeah. And don't wear white. Oh, no. Don't wear white. I don't care <laughs> if the bride told you she's wearing a black dress. Do not wear white. Right, because that's going to confuse the vendors and people are still going to think you might be the bride or they're going to think you're trying to steal the show. So just don't yeah. do it to yourself. That also means ivory, champagne, pale blush, really anything that could be mistaken for a white gown. 
just mm-hmm. try to stay away from it. It's just a respect thing and it's not going to be that difficult to do. So yeah. Good um, another thing I like to point out is uh, the food. Cause people like for some reason, like people get really worked up and stressed out around food in general. <laughs> and then like when you're at a wedding, like that just like multiplies tenfold. So if you're a wedding guest, um, and if there's a seated plate at dinner, there was more than likely some sort of opportunity for you to indicate your meal ahead of time. Um, so if you get an RSVP card and it says chicken, fish, whatever, and you pick your meal and then you send it back to the couple, that means that the couple has already paid and accounted for that selection. And it would not be good of you to decide that you want to eat something else on the fly just because you saw someone else's plate and you thought it looked good and now you want steak. Like, mm-hmm don't do that because most of the time like the kitchen and the culinary team they've already made you know the portions based on the counts that the couple has given so it becomes a hassle if you're going to put up a fight with the server at your table saying that you want a different meal yeah and of course you know they can accommodate if they really need to but this isn't a Mm -hmm. restaurant there's not that much stuff back in the kitchen other than what the caterer specifically brought based on these and i love that you brought that up because i feel like when people are at a wedding and it's like it's um, like at a venue where there's a caterer, there's like a disconnect where people think that it's the same thing as a restaurant. And that's like not the case. Like caterers do not operate in that way. Like most caterers, you know, part of being a caterer is, you know, being customizable and being able to do a lot of fun things that a lot of restaurants, you know, can't really do. And a lot of that means, you know, specific things are being ordered in specific quantities so they just can't go run to the back and like grab something extra or grab Mm -hmm. something random because everything's already been previously accounted for um and that's not to say like with dietary restrictions that's completely different um if you have dietary restrictions um most couples usually already account for that um and have options for those number of people that they know have specific dietary restrictions yeah so Um, don't be afraid like, yeah. totally do not be afraid to write your very real dietary restrictions on your RSVP card. And to make sure that people know about that, caterers are super, super good about that. And mm-hmm. couples are pretty good about keeping track of that, too, and being thoughtful about their guests. I see it so often that couples just really care about making sure this one person with this one allergy can have an awesome meal. And it's, it's great. So if you have a restriction, that's not the same as being a picky eater. So exactly. Right. Like, oh, I don't like mushrooms. Like that's not the Mm -hmm. same thing is like as like, hey, if I eat cinnamon, I'm gonna die. Like that's right. Two different things. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We don't want you getting sick at this wedding. So please be very vocal about your restrictions. We'll make sure we've got it taken care of. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, if you are a guest who just decided, like you said, Elson, well, I think mushrooms are icky please don't say you're allergic to mushrooms just because you don't like them. There's a lot to think about. And like I said before, if every single guest decides to start writing in preferences like their allergies, A, that's going to be really hard to keep track of and really hard for the caterer to accommodate. But it also means that they can't be paying as much attention to those people who truly could be getting sick if they get something they're not supposed to. Right. Um, And speaking of preferences, one of the biggest, I'm going to say it, it's a pet peeve of mine. Um, (laughs) When I am working, like whether it's a wedding or some other type of event and steak is the entree, having to explain to people why they cannot have the steak cooked to their preference. Uh, Um, Yes. You know what I mean? Because like when caterers are making uh, like steak in bulk or like filet, what have you, they'll usually cook it uh, medium 
is mm-hmm. usually the rule of thumb. And then people are like, well, I like my steak medium rare and I like my steak well done. And it's like the chefs are back there making fillets for 200 people. They do not have time to, or the equipment really to specify, you know, cooking five steaks medium well and, you know, five steaks medium rare. Like that's just right. not efficient and it's just it's just it's impossible so don't be that person take your medium steak and enjoy it and if you can't eat your steak any other way than medium well then just get chicken (laughs) yeah and i i totally agree so what we always tell people during these catering tastings when couples are asking is we're going to cook it medium or maybe a little bit medium rare on the slightly Mm -hmm. rarer side because we can you know if you have a serious problem with this we can always take it back and cook it more however we can't cook it less than say medium rare because once that comes out we can't undo it so just please be understanding and I think too with catering um, there are a few other things I see that are pretty common and I just want to call those out so one is people switching tables which can become an issue oh my god I just (laughs) you guys can't see me but I just like my eyes just rolled all the way in the back of my head (laughs) yeah so we said this wasn't going to become a rant but frankly we are traumatized from all of these experiences happening. So we're going to rant a little. Um, Switching seats when you just decided you want to can be a serious problem for the quantity of rentals we have, for capacity at the table, for um, inadvertently kicking people out when you didn't Mm -hmm. think you were doing that. It does happen. I've seen it. So just please stick to the table you were originally going to be at, at least until entree service. Because Exactly. Yeah. You you want to be able to get your hot food. You don't want to slow down the catering team. You don't want to, you know, cause any hiccups that just didn't need to be there. So Yeah. And I feel like people, uh, wedding guests, don't fully understand that making a, like, a table, like a like table assignments that takes a lot of time that takes a lot of work the couple put a lot of thought into you know mapping out these seating arrangements and it's almost like I don't know I'm just gonna say it's almost like a little bit disrespectful to not follow the guidelines that the couple has set for you and they're inviting you as a guest and then you decide that you're gonna sit wherever you want like and I sometimes I think we I have had couples before who have been very specific about their seating because they're trying to accommodate for certain dynamics that Mm -hmm. you as a guest might not be aware of. So maybe they really actually needed those people who are now at the same table because they moved to be sitting apart because there's some kind of issue there. It doesn't always happen, but I have seen that I one time had somebody in tears because of Mm -hmm. a person they were seated with who they really, really just couldn't be near for a certain reason. So please just be respectful and just, you know, let trust that the couple and the vendors they've chosen are all doing a really great job to accommodate you. Yeah. And it's not to say that sometimes um, things like unforeseen things don't arise because sometimes they do. Like sometimes, you know, once all the guests are there, you realize that, you know, you might have someone who, you know, is older or you might have someone who has like a wheelchair or some sort of special need that we have to accommodate for. So it's like, it makes it harder for us to accommodate those special needs when, you know, 20 or 30 people are sitting wherever they want. So just be, be mindful of that. Um, when you're attending a wedding because that seating arrangement is there for a reason. So please, please follow it. Yeah. And that said, you know, this doesn't mean that you're being a jerk if you do have a specific issue with something and need to bring that to the attention of the planner or the catering supervisor or whatever. So please do. If there's a sincere concern, that doesn't mean that you should just 
sit with it and keep your mouth shut. Please say something, but just keep in mind that there might be a reason behind certain things and just Mm -hmm. please be respectful of the vendors when you're connecting with them about this. Exactly. So that actually, Allison, that comes in with our final point, which was just talking about reviews. So I love reviews. Reviews are great. They're a great way to get your experience out there to the world, to do a little bit of research. So Allison, I know we talked about this before when we were coming Mm -hmm. up with our ideas for this episode, and you had some really good points about when to either leave a positive review or a negative review and what goes on behind the scenes with those. Yeah, so um, I love reading reviews. Um, And it's never, like I always tell people, if you have something wonderful to say, or if you had a great experience, or if you love the venue, or if you love the food, or what have you, like, write those reviews, because the vendors love seeing that, and they love hearing that positive feedback that you feel that they did a wonderful job. So please, you know, if you had a positive experience, don't be afraid to, you know, write write to that experience. Um, With that being said, I have definitely seen some reviews um where especially in instances where like the reviews aren't necessarily being written by the couple um they're like it's an instance where like the reviews are being written by the guests and it's a negative review and it's just you know it's a free country you can write on a platform however you feel um but when you're doing that make sure that you understand you know the behind the scenes of whatever your experience was before you decide to write, you know, a thousand word negative review about the caterer or the DJ or the mm-hmm. venue, like make sure that you have some insight because you never know, like there might've been like a conversation behind the scenes or it might've been, you know, a decision that the couple made, you know, before the actual day that maybe you just didn't like, but you didn't know that it was a conversation that was had previously. And that's why, you know, the situation was what it was. So yeah, what I see for that a lot, um, I actually tend to benefit from this and I don't necessarily want to, but at Chicago Vintage Weddings, we have a small event space and I've seen several different reviews pop up from guest attendants on um, Google where people say, oh, I loved the food. I loved the parking or whatever. And I'm sorry, but as a venue, I'm, I'm glad you had a great time and I'm glad you left me a nice review. That's fantastic. I appreciate you being kind but I have nothing to do with the catering. I have nothing to do with the parking. We are literally just that space. So Mm -hmm. I've seen this happen too, where an event guest has gotten upset because they didn't get a vegan meal. And I I checked back and it wasn't my fault and it wasn't the caterer's fault or the venue's fault or whoever. It was because the couple hadn't indicated that they were supposed to get a vegan meal. And I've seen that too, where sometimes guests will assume that the catering was part of the venue, but a lot of the time it isn't. And maybe they either had a really great experience with the catering or they had a really negative experience and then they get upset with the venue because of that, but it wasn't the venue's fault. So, right. you know, just, just keep in mind that there's a lot happening, like you said, behind the scenes where people are really doing the best they can, but they do have these constraints. So right. for example, I am not a cash bar fan. Some people do it. It's, it's something I discourage my couples from doing, but if you get to a wedding and there's a cash bar, you're probably seeing that cash bar because the couple insisted on having it, not because that's what the caterer said they needed to do. So things right. like that. A lot of that is a decision by the client and just, Keep it in mind, 
keep in mind that a lot of these companies are also small businesses, so the support is so appreciated. And if you do have an issue, I think in general, these businesses really want to hear that feedback, but maybe the first step is to connect with them directly and let them know what your feedback is. That's so valuable. Right, exactly. And it's like, don't don't write or post reviews based on hurt feelings because that's just like, it's never a good thing. Like, and most of the time, Kate, like you said, there's usually a situation that, you know, the person who's writing the review wasn't aware of. Um, I love the cash bar example. Um, so just like, oh, well, I hated that they had a cash bar and this was terrible. And it's like, well, you know, the couple had a reason for making that decision. And so now you look like you kind of look like a jerk and you have your foot in their mouth because you're <laughs> complaining about, you know, a decision that the couple made. So yeah. just be, be mindful, you know, pause and ask yourself, you know, is your concern that you're upset about really a valid concern or are you just upset because of some other reason or because your feelings are hurt or because sure. you're mad at, you know, the maid of honor or whatever. Like, you know, you just want to make sure <laughs> that you're posting like valid informed reviews. Yeah. And I, I do think, you know, maybe your hurt feelings do warrant a review. Maybe someone mm -hmm. was really terrible to you. Maybe you weren't treated well. And that's something that should get out there. So we're not saying don't post a negative review if you had a negative experience, but do try to get to the bottom of it and do try to take it to the source. So if you exactly. had an issue with someone on the catering team, talk to that catering rep and, you know, make sure that they know what happened because maybe they weren't even aware and that's really helpful insight for them. So right. yeah, definitely just, I think it's more about being aware and being respectful and hoping also that everyone's respectful to you in turn. So hopefully you don't even have the need to say anything negative at all. Hopefully you have the best possible experience as a wedding guest. Exactly. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. We covered all the ones that I made notes on. Um, I'm just scanning through my notes really quickly. Yeah, I... I was thinking too, and we didn't put this on our list. I think we got through the whole list, but do we want to just kind of offhand think about some things guests do that we totally love just to go off on a happy note? Um, sure. Um, I personally love, I mean, it's always interesting um, when you have, you know, both of the couples, like friends and family there, like it's always interesting, you know, with, the like just what that dynamic is like but one of the things that I love I just love when guests are appreciative to the vendors um and not necessarily like you know me personally but you know just you know seeing you know the guests be like super appreciative towards you know like the bartender or like the catering server or you know the planner like I love to see that like I love to see wedding guests that are aware that you know this is a huge production with so many moving parts and just being very gracious towards those people that are responsible for like mm -hmm. making it run like a well-oiled machine i love to see that and it's like you know the people that are you know working like they feel you know like they feel that too and like they're very appreciative of that so that's one of the things that like i really like always make a mental note that makes me smile when I see that. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think that's fantastic. I love the, dan the dance floor guests, you know, the ones who just really 
totally kill it on the dance floor. They're out there having Mm -hmm. a good time. And they're really just kind of this ball of joy through the whole night. Like they're just so psyched to celebrate. And I really love the guests. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you are a guest who does this, the ones who show up 15 to 30 minutes before the start time listed. So Mm -hmm. just the ones who, you know, get there, they have time to settle in. They have time to say hi, to get their bearings. And they're not there so early that it becomes an issue. And they're also not cutting it so close that we're worried we can't even get them seated before the processional. So love those respectfully early guests. Yes. And I hate to do this because I know we're trying to end on a positive note, but this is one thing (laughs) that we didn't talk about. We didn't talk about people being on time. Please, please, please be on time. The wedding, the time that's on the wedding invitation is the time that things are going to start. Like, I don't know where this notion came from, where it's like weddings never start on time. So I'm going to show up Mm -mm. 10 minutes late. Mm -mm. Do not do it. I will close the door on you. <laughs> I, yes, Allison, you know, you know, I start on time to the yes. minute. Yes. And unless we've already planned to start late, which sometimes we do, sometimes mm-hmm. I'll, I'll talk with a couple and I ask, does your crowd typically show up on time or do we want to actually plan to start 15 minutes late? But don't assume it's starting late because especially if your couple has a good planner, mm-hmm. that is going to run like clockwork. You want your butt in your seat minimum five minutes before say six o'clock if it's a six o'clock ceremony yeah that's in seats exactly and like I like we understand things happen like you know you might not have been able to locate the venue right away or parking might have not happened as quickly as you planned like we get that but it's like really try to account for that um and then it's like if you end up being early great but it's like really really try to be on time because things will start without you and they won't they were like, the day is not going to halt just because you're not on time unless mm-hmm. you're the couple themselves, in which case, obviously, cause it's their day. But, but yeah, <laughs> like I've definitely had like some situations where I've had to like, you know, stop people during like the processional. Oh. Most of the time people are really like fine about it. And they're like, Oh, you know, sorry. Like we understand. And you know what, like once uh, after a certain point of the processional, we do make sure to like, you know, shoot people in and get people quietly seated. You know, once the bride is already, you know, a certain point up the aisle and that sort of thing. But, um, but I've, I've had to deal with like one or two grumpy people that were like, you know, giving, giving me and other folks a hard time for not being let in, you know, during the ceremony. And I'm like, I'm sorry, like you weren't on time. And, you know, like the wedding party is already going down the aisle. Like you're going to have to wait. Have I told you about the one time I ever had to like physically grab a guest was when I was at a venue where a lot of the time when you're a guest, you don't know what you're walking into. So maybe Mm -hmm. you're walking in and you're talking really loudly. And if you're late, you don't realize that the music is going and everyone's dead quiet and they can hear you. So this was that kind of venue, but it was once they got inside and the guests got in and I said, I'm so sorry, we're, we're lining this up. I mean, they could see that everything was still very much in the works, but the entire mm-hmm. rest of the processional had already gone. So the only person I had left to send down the aisle was my bride and they didn't see her. They didn't see the wedding party. All they saw was me saying, please wait right here because I'm trying to keep them out of those pictures too. And I'm trying to make sure that the guests aren't seeing them because I'm about to send the bride down the aisle. So this person was still very cranky about it and didn't want to listen and started walking down what was the aisle for this non-traditional venue where they wouldn't have known that if they hadn't already been inside. And I had to go and just grab him back. Yeah. So... It was 
it was definitely not something I wanted to do. I yeah. had, please, please don't make us grab you. <laughs> please don't. Please don't. I don't want to do it. I don't want you to react and smack me or something. Just yeah. because that's... But like, honestly, like for the sake of this, for the sake and sanity, like of our couples, like sometimes we just like have to handle those types of situations. So like, please don't be that person. Like we don't want to have to handle people. Like we don't want to have to handle you or grab you or do anything. Um, totally. So just be respectful of the timing, be respectful of the timeline. If you are late, be respectful of the planner that's telling you that you can't walk in at that particular moment in time. And people um, usually are. I mean, yeah. people usually, you know, we're making this sound so terrible. Like every guest is just so terrible to us. Most people are phenomenal about this. Yes. And super so sweet and gracious and understanding. So we appreciate you guys for making our jobs easier. And making regard. the day better. Exactly. So, yeah. Okay. One more positive thing. I just, I want to go out on a happy note. I feel like mm -hmm. this week we especially just need some positivity, need some good stuff in our lives. So I'll go first. Uh, okay. My super, super cute hoagie boy, my dog is next to me. Allison, do you see him? I do. I see and his fluff. So actually, well, while we were paused, this is terrible and this is not a positive, but he, he kept farting on me and his butt <laughs> is right next to me. And it's, it's when we took a break, but I really wanted to tell you, I, I wanted you to be on and see yeah. if you could hear it and if the mic was picking it up. He's such a goober. He's the but best, I love even him. when he farts. Um, I'll take, I'll go out on a high note too. One thing that I did think about that I always think is fun um, is when the guests are so excited and having a great time that they want you to party with them. Um, I love that. Totally. And like, I can't always like, of course, like I can't always like be on the dance floor with the guests having a good time when I want, cause I still have a job to do, but it's just like nice to, when we get to that point where everyone is just happy and having an awesome time and they just want everyone to join into the celebration. Yeah. Um, I have had, um, a wedding party member offered me a flask, a flask of fireball that she graciously gave me when I was <laughs> off the clock. <laughs> and I was like, you're so sweet. Thank you so much. But so, yeah, I never drink on the job, but I've definitely, yeah. uh, I, I try to be very insistent about this because I don't even want to give the impression I'm drinking. But one right. time, one of my brides was so insistent that I had to have, you know, subtly indicate to the bartender that I needed a water shot. And he did it. He gave me a water shot. So, nice. so as far as the bride knew, I was doing a shot with her. But in reality, I had like two more hours of work to do and I would have yeah. been on the floor. So. Exactly. That's so fun. It's like, just give me cake. That's all I, that's all I oh, need. Like yes. if you want to make my evening better, like, and I can't drink on the job, just give me a really nice slice of cake, Seriously. especially if it's carrot. Cause I love carrot cake. <sighs> yes. It's so, 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 so good. We had carrot cake at my wedding. Did you have I it? I remember. It was ah, so tasty. So good. Flourish. The best. Yes. So, all right. Well, I guess we're good for today. So exactly. do email us if you have any questions, comments, concerns, stories, yeah. whatever or it if is. Or there's any topics that you want us to talk about. Please. Yeah. We have so many good topics. We, uh, I don't know if we actually talked about some of our upcoming episodes. Have we done that? Do we want to? Do we want hmm. to give people a little taste a oh, little all teaser right. of what we have upcoming? Um, do you have the list up? I sure do. Yeah, you made Fabulous. a beautiful spreadsheet. So the next it's episode, <laughs> it's really pretty. I like it. The next episode is talking about how to choose your venue, just venues 101. Mm -hmm. And then we've got another episode on clarifying your aesthetics. So figuring out what your style is, what your look's going to be, how to make that click with your budget and your venue and all that good stuff. Uh, next, we are going to do a multi-part episode on the coronavirus. So we are still recording this during the pandemic. 
2020 weddings at this point are basically canceled or at least extremely modified. And Mm -hmm. we're going to get into a lot of that. So coronavirus, what does this mean for the industry? What should you look for in contracts? What is 2021 looking like? And just all this insight on what's happening, including hearing some feedback from our real couples who have been impacted. Yeah, so we're excited. Um, can you remind them of our new email address? <laughs> yes, I can. Itty bitty wedding committee at gmail.com. So if you want to get in touch with us, please do. We will get back to you. We will frankly be so excited. We're so new. So if you email yeah. us, you might be the first person doing it. You might be setting a record. So, yeah. so please yeah. send us a note. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we will see you next time. Bye. Thank you. Cool.